1: It was an astonishing lie, a jaw-dropping lie. The kind of lie that once you understand the implications of it, any rational person would question everything the CDC's ever told us about COVID and their motivations for telling it to us. And CDC Director Dr. Rochelle Walensky largely got a pass on it. Let me paint you the picture. This picture should cause you to question everything you've ever been told about COVID by your government. For the better part of a month, They've been on a drumbeat about the unvaccinated. The folks from the CDC have. So is Fauci. It's the unvaccinated that are spreading this. The vaccinated, well, it's 100% effective. Don't need to worry about that. Nope, it's all on the unvaccinated. And the whole time, they were lying. They were lying about the shot, lying about its effectiveness, lying about who was spreading it, demonizing the unvaccinated. As if you could take a shot and you'd be safe. And everyone around you would too. Then on Friday, it broke. In the Washington Post, internal documents from the CDC that revealed an astonishing truth that these liars had known all along while they went straight faced on television. The vaccinated spread COVID at the same rate the unvaccinated do. This revelation wasn't the result of the CDC doing a new study or making a new discovery or just discovering they were wrong. This revelation came from leaked internal documents in which the CDC openly acknowledged that the vaccinated and the unvaccinated spread covid at equal rates. They'd known all along. They'd known while Rochelle Walensky, Fauci and an army of others were on television telling you the opposite. When I go back and look at some of those videos now, the ease with which Fauci and Rochelle Walensky lie is chilling. They're so good at it. And you know they're lying. Their internal documents say otherwise. But these lies weren't just shameful and proof that our government lies endlessly about COVID. These were homicidal lies. Let me give you an example why. One of my colleagues was very hesitant to take the COVID vaccine. But what ultimately swayed him was that he wanted to go see his 90-year-old mother in the nursing home. He bought the lie. If he was vaccinated, it'd be fine. How many people did they kill with these lies? How many people went and got the COVID vaccine thinking, I can visit my fill-in-the-blank here friend aunt, neighbor who's a cancer patient. I'm safe now. And they weren't. I don't know how these people sleep at night, knowing that all over the country, as they lied for week in and week out, about this vaccine being effective, And about the only you know the idea that the only people spreading this were the unvaccinated knowing full well people would take that shot and go and visit their immunocompromised loved ones thinking they didn't need a mask which they also told us thinking they weren't spreading it thinking they weren't endangering them. We'll never know how many they killed it is amazing they can sleep at night this is who leads the covid battle and I put battle in quotation marks in our government. In a sane society, Richelle Walensky would have had to answer for this. Reporters and politicians alike would be demanding her resignation for the pile of bodies that's probably heaped up behind her. She would be a pariah and an object of shame. We know she knew otherwise. It was written down in those CDC documents. But she went on television all weekend and an astonishing thing happened. The most obvious question a freshman journalism student would think to ask her, why did you lie? Was it a noble lie to get people to take the shot? And what else are you lying about? Can you tell us this morning there's nothing else that you're lying about? And should the public trust you, given how you've lied? We're never asked. Instead, the media ignored weeks of their lying and treated the revelation that the vaccinated spread COVID at the same rate as the unvaccinated As a new scientific revelation, not as a revelation of internal CDC duplicity. And they gave her a pass. Astonishingly, the CDC, Fauci, Rochelle Walensky paid no penalty. They all still have their Twitter accounts, their Facebook accounts, all while Alejandro Mayorkas, terrifyingly, as the head of the Department of Homeland Security, announced a new partnership between the federal government and the Department of Homeland Security to combat misinformation on social media yep well looks like a Ro- Rochelle Walensky and the CDC ought to be the number one target their lies literally had the potential to kill and no doubt did cost lives but no no he says That he's working with tech companies that are the platform for much of the disinformation that reaches the American people about how they can better use their terms of use to really strengthen legitimate use of their very powerful platforms and prevent harm for occurring. Who'll be involved in this social media censorship exercise? Oh, the FBI. What the heck business is it of the FBI's what anyone says on social media when our own CDC head is lying through her teeth about COVID in a way that could legit get people killed? Host Andrea Mitchell asked him, you've spoken out about disinformation and the threat that creates. But what can you do that the FBI isn't already doing on social media? America says, well, we're working together with them. We're working with the tech companies to use this, these platforms um, not for disinformation, but to shut it down. Folks, let, let me tell you what's just just happened here. This censorship has nothing to do with misinformation. Not if people who are the right people, like Rochelle Walensky, can lie through their teeth in a way that could potentially get my friend's mother killed. No, it's about silencing the wrong people, no matter what their message is, to make room for the lie. And they are oh so casual about these lies.
0: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without autopay pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee and 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And you're at team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.
1: Let me give you an example. Another bombshell from this week. That a lot of people missed. Do you wear a mask in the last year and a half? Maybe you're a reluctant mask wearer. If you are, like me, you still probably had to wear it. I had to wear it to my kids' sporting events because I wasn't missing those, and I had to wear it to go to the doctor. Well, did you put on a surgical mask or a cloth mask? That's what most people wore. Turns out, it was useless. You were wearing a costume, a party accessory. Says who? Says Biden's chief COVID advisor, Dr. Michael Osterholm. Yep, just dropped it casually on CNN this week. Yeah, those masks we've made you wear for the last year and a half, they didn't work. You mean they were a costume accessory? Uh Uh-huh.
0: We know today that many of the face cloth coverings that people
1: wear are not very effective in reducing any of the virus movement in or out. Either you're breathing out or you're breathing in. And in fact, if you're in the upper Midwest right now, anybody who's wearing their face cloth covering can tell you they can smell all the smoke that we're still getting. We need to talk about better masking we need to talk about n95 respirators which would do a lot for both people who are not yet uh, vaccinated or not previously infected protecting them as well as keeping others who might become infected having been vaccinated from from breathing out the virus you mean i wore that surgical mask for nothing that cloth mask for nothing uh huh you mean when i lost my facebook page for almost a week for photographing the side of the mask box where it flat out says this will stop droplets, but it will not stop viruses. And I got a fake news strike from Facebook. You mean the manufacturer wasn't lying? It won't stop a virus? Nope. And we've known that since February 10th, 2021. We just pretend that we didn't. That's when NBC News first published the CDC mask study. This was right after Anthony Fauci admitted that you actually needed two masks. Here's the CDC study proving that in that NBC News article. Um that surgical masks only block 42% of the particles that cause COVID and cloth masks, they only block 44. In other words, the vast majority get through. You're still getting COVID. We've known this since February 10th. Yet we've gone on pretending that we did not. That masks are effective, and we're pretending again with the new mask order from the Biden administration. Where's this all leading to? Let me link together a couple of coincidences for you. At just the moment, the UK gets vaccine passports, which I've explained to you on, on this podcast before, it's not just a barcode, the functionality of it is literally massive, the way they've engineered it to the point where they can track everywhere you go, link you with your social media, and ultimately have the ability to cancel you across all facets of your life. From not being able to go to the store, to not being able to go to work, to not being able to go to a pub, they could do all of it. This is why you are seeing these multi-hundred-thousand-strong demonstrations across Europe, which are unbelievable. We'll get into those in a minute. What At just the time the UK passport, vaccine passport, comes out, And their passport is on the National Health System app, right? Remember that. Their passport is on the National Health System app. At just that moment, Boris Johnson, the prime minister, announces a social credit system. Just like China's. Oh, not as repressive. Not yet. It'll reward you if you buy healthy food and make healthy choices. How's it going to know what you buy? By the way, that social credit system... That's aimed at getting people healthy. The excuse by the Prime Minister is that he almost died of COVID because he was unhealthy. So he's going to make sure everybody else is healthy, whether they like it or not, by spying on them. How will they know what Brits buy? How will they know how much they exercise? Oh, those are key questions. And will they be able to change their social credit score, which just happens to be on the same app as their vaccine passport? Folks, this is a Chinese-style social credit system. This is is an ultimate international system for control that they're angling for. We don't know yet if they're going to get it. And what became clear this week is that they will do anything, say anything, tell any lie, endanger untold numbers of lives, as CDC Director Rochelle Walensky and Anthony Fauci did to get this power. It has to be what they're angling for. Otherwise, everything they do simply doesn't make sense. Why not just tell the American people the truth? And speaking of telling the American people the truth, they need... To wake the heck up and look at what's going on. The horror around the world, like Australia, where things are getting really sketchy. The entire city of Sydney is locked down. Locked down. Why? Well, the vaccination rate across Australia is approximately 20 percent. The government says it intends to keep everyone locked down until the vaccination rate reaches 70 percent. And I mean using the military. Over the weekend, the military was going door to door in neighborhoods in Sydney to make sure people had not left their homes. Think about that. They are literally confined to their neighborhoods um, unless they are doing absolute necessary shopping. And they're confined there by the military, which is in the streets. That happened after weekends of massive protests There with thousands of police deployed in rings around metropolitan areas to stop people from assembling to protest. Coincidentally, at just the same time, and this is terrifying, Google, which owns YouTube, blocked Sky News, the only non-liberal media or news outlet, I should say there, cable news. It was started by the same people who started Fox, and it's just as popular. It's essentially the same format. They were locked out of their account for seven days, ostensibly for misinformation about COVID-19 and hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin. Misinformation? Yeah, they'd published it weeks and months ago. And what they had discussed were peer-reviewed studies that had been published in major medical journals showing it worked. And for this, they were censored? Well, the real reason for the censorship's obvious. Sky News would have gone wild reporting the images of the military in the streets in Australia. YouTube knew it had to shut that down. This is internationally coordinated, multinational companies censoring other countries. It catches my breath in my throat when I think about this. They are censoring a military crackdown in Australia. By the way, do you know how many people, how many deaths drove this crackdown, this lockdown? One. One 80-year-old man and a slight upward spike in new cases that were not deadly. If they can do this over that, and they can censor the military in the streets from the main outlet that would have covered it and brought it to the world, oh my God, what can they not do? You can hear the horror at this realization in Scott Kenny's voice. He's one of the correspondents at Sky News.
0: And YouTube has banned content from Sky News Australia from this channel for a week. Astonishing, isn't it? Banned. Sky News banned. This is cancel culture writ large, isn't it? This is censorship. This is a gigantic global corporation. YouTube is owned by Google, one of the largest digital giants, worth well over $1 trillion. So this is a foreign owned multinational giant censoring the news and views that Australians can see. Quite extraordinary. A US company banning Australian media talking to Australians and the rest of the world.
1: It's worse than that. This censorship, this authoritarianism, is now the United States' chief export via our tech companies and search engines. The only way the world will shake free of it is for them to stop us, to stop our companies at their borders in competitive favor of their alternatives. I don't know why they don't do this. It would benefit their individual countries. And then my hope is eventually when some country does this, maybe it'll be Russia, the new beacon of press freedom in the world, that we as Americans will be able to then climb aboard these new social media platforms in other countries that allow them to be free and get our voices back. Because without any significant Republican leadership, it looks like nobody is going to stand in the way of this steamroller. But you know who had the right idea here? Oddly, Governor Ron DeSantis. Of Florida, who ironically was talking about Cuba and missed the irony of what he was saying completely. He was saying, "Hey, we ought to launch a, launch a satellite, you know, start a second internet so that people in Cuba can be free of the internet censorship." Yeah, great idea, Governor. We need to do that for American citizens too. Australia needs to begin to do it. Russia needs to begin to do it. Other countries that want to be free need to begin to do it to get the pernicious influence of these multinational silent speech assassins out from inside their borders.
0: Some help may be on the way from Florida's governor after Internet and social media access was blocked to stop the flow of information during the unrest. What does the regime do when you start to see these images? They shut down the Internet. They don't want the truth to be out. I think we should be able to provide some of that Internet service via satellite. We have companies on the Space Coast that launch these things.
1: Oh, if only we had a free Internet here. Meanwhile, Americans need to listen up and to wake up and to watch what is happening in Europe. As every weekend, millions pour into the streets demanding their freedom in fear of vaccine passports, mandatory vaccination and the very clear authoritarianism that's settling in. This weekend, it was in Berlin where the Gestapo is back in Berlin. 600 arrests of protesters, one dead. He had a heart attack after being grilled by the police and women and children beaten in the street by police officers during anti-lockdown protests where the police were turned against them. Here's the full horror of it, by the way. Even the United Nations special repertoire on torture is investigating the use of excessive force. And get this, it is purely about power, not about concern about spreading COVID. How do I know that? Because the far left Berlin government banned anti-lockdown protests in Berlin, but just the weekend before permitted, are you ready for this? An 80,000 strong, largely unmasked gay pride parade, which saw none of the crackdowns I'm describing here. But for the COVID protest, 2,250 riot police were unleashed. You can bet our elites here see the kind of power their elites there are getting. They're hungry for it, desperate to have it. They're so jealous. We need to defend it before we lose it, and it's hard to get back, and we're the ones in the streets demonstrating. Thank you for listening to the Battleground America podcast. Please subscribe and share it with friends and family everywhere.